This is the Top Entrepreneurs Podcast, where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn. Each episode features revenue numbers, customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple of hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everybody. My guest today is Eric Berry. He's the CEO and co-founder of Triple Lift, the leading programmatic native ad platform. Previously, Eric was leader at App Nexus and an attorney at Simpson, Thatcher, and Bartlett LLP. He received bachelor's and master's degrees in computer science from MIT and a JD from New York University School of Law. Eric, are you ready to take us to the top? I sure am. Okay, I'm glad you're a founder now. You're much cooler as a founder than I'm sure you were as a lawyer, right? Infinitely. Infinite. <laughs> All right. Tell us about Triple Lift. You say you're the leading programmatic native ad platform measured by what? Uh, so we are the largest in terms of the volume of ad impressions that we see on a daily basis. Which is uh, what? So, so if you take all the publishers that we work with, so we work with uh, big publishers like MSN's homepage, Xfinity's homepage, Hearst, Condé, et cetera. Um, we do native advertising, which are more integrated ads that match the unique look and feel and user experience of those publishers. Um, and the best way to think about that is on Facebook, you have ads that sort of match the unique look and feel of Facebook. Uh, and that's generally a better experience for users. It's less disruptive. It's less annoying. There's less flashing or blinking. Um, and every publisher wants that kind of experience. But if every publisher tries to come up with their own proprietary ad format, publishers that aren't quite the scale of Facebook, uh, advertisers wouldn't be able to create all those unique ad experiences. They wouldn't be able to. What's your number though, Eric? What What are you at in terms of daily impressions you're serving? Uh, we serve over 2 billion uh, ad impressions a day. A day. And that puts you at the top of that list. For programmatic native advertising. That's right. Okay. How did you tell me the story? How did you win the MSN homepage? Uh, that's a really good question. That's a lot of, a lot of effort. Um, so we've been talking to them forever, um, and it just took years, uh, like actually years, of working <laughs> with them, uh, talking to them about the the values of native. Um, you know, MSN is one of the most sophisticated publishers that there is, and uh, they look at why why are they sophisticated? Per- well, because they make so much money, and uh, they have so much data. They have the full force of the Microsoft Analytics teams. Uh, which are very smart. And so they look at things like revenue per pixel, look at retention, they look at all sorts of metrics. And so uh, things around um, ad formats that beyond simply what's the revenue per thousand impressions or whatever, but what's the aggregate impact on the lifetime value of a user, uh, all of this is factored in. And we were able to make a really strong case that native will outperform um, traditional display yep. and and it's correct and it bore out. And so they tested it and they have rigorous A-B testing capabilities. 
Um, and so it's really through data. So Eric, where can I see you on msn.com? I go there now and I see a big kind of ad choices. So I know that's probably a Google display network thing. Where, where, can you point to an example of something native you've done on the homepage? Yeah, in the well, um, where one of the slides. What do you mean the well? Um, so it's not always the case, every single uh, impression that uh, we're, we're oh, there. Oh, you mean up there at the top, it says sponsored Bitcoin cash. This may make investors rich in 2018. That's, that's an example of native. Um, well, I don't, I don't know what you're looking at. Uh, so it depends. It's, it's very personalized, um, the experience. Uh, generally, it's for our Internet Explorer users. Uh, and I would guess you're not going at it through IE. Um, so there's different experiences if you're using Edge versus if you're using Chrome. I see. Um, and so it's it's very hard to say generally. But generally, what I'm looking at is the is the big header uh, slideshow. There is a slide in there that says there's a sponsored yellow tag in the upper left. Yeah. Is that you guys? That that's often us. Yes. I see. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Good. That helps us understand kind of kind of what you're doing. Um, talk revenue to me. What's your model? Is it a, is it a cut of fees? Is there a SaaS technology platform behind this? What is it? So we work a lot of different ways with uh, publishers um, based on the, how the publisher wants to work with us. So the standard model is we'll take a, a revenue share with the publisher, um, and. Uh, we do work on a technology basis. So we license our technology to publishers that want to uh, leverage what we do uh, for their own site, for their own direct sales. What do you charge sets. for that? Uh, that's a CPM basis. So that runs, uh, it's comparable to other ad servers on the market. Um, and then we support private marketplace deals, which is a, a lower and fixed revenue share for programmatic deals that are facilitated by the publishers sales teams through our exchange. Okay. Um, can you give me a general size today of the company? So I don't have to go down each of these individual business models. Like, are you guys generally doing like 10 million, 50 million, a hundred million? Where are you generally? Uh, the company did just under a hundred million last year. Okay. Uh, in revenue, we were profitable. Um, and probably about two thirds of that came through the programmatic business. Uh, most of the rest came from the PMP business. Uh, and then a what's PMP? Oh, I'm sorry, private marketplace. And then a relatively small percent came through the ad server, uh, which largely is a uh, a piece of a more holistic relationship with publishers. And what so was twenty? Cheap. What was 2016? 2016, we did about half of that. Okay, so that's healthy growth rate for that size. Yeah. Um, now, are you taking into is that true revenue to you, or right off the top about 100 million, you pay a huge chunk of that back to the publishers like MSN? That's revenue to triple lift. That is directly to you. So you're doing yeah. you're doing a significant multiple more than that in terms of volume through your platform then, right? That's right. Because I imagine your fees, you try and keep obviously sub 5%, probably maybe sometimes sub 1% like MediaOcean bill, they're well under 1%. Uh, I think a better comp for our fees is Rubicon Project, which is a publicly traded company. Um, so MediaOcean is more on the planning side and more on the TV side. Um, historically, where that's been the, the margin. Uh, in, in digital, you'll see slightly higher. They'll be in the low double digits. Okay, fair enough. Um, have you bootstrapped this or raised capital? If you've raised, how much? We've raised around $16.5 million. Uh, the last round was from Edison uh, in July of 2015, and before that from True Ventures, uh, like 2013. Usually, Eric, I see if a founder has raised, they've raised a significant multiple more than their current ARR 
or they're just bootstrapped. You're unique. You've raised 16.5 million, but you're doing a hundred million. You're kind of like in the middle. Why are you not on one of the extremes, totally bootstrapped or having raised, you know, 200 million? Yeah. Uh, um, basically we only really launched the company. So 2012, we got started 2012. We ideated 2013. We built out the product. 2014 was the first year in market. Um, and so between 2014 and 2015, that was it for our, our traction. Um, so when we raised in 2015, we were sort of going off of 2014 numbers. Um, and we also didn't want to raise too much money. So if you look at ad tech historically, you see a number of companies that have raised a ton of money, hundred plus million dollars. Uh, and when you raise a ton of money, you have investors that require you have a ton of problems. Money. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and we wanted to raise only the amount that we wanted to raise. So we took less than we could have. And we also took it at a lower valuation than we could have because we wanted to keep the terms as simple as we could. So we have a very clean cap table, very clean terms, uh, and a very straightforward board relationship. Um, and, you know, theoretically, we could have had a lot more money, but it had a lot more of a challenge running the company. Okay, Top Tribe, many of you ask me all the time, how did I get my website up so fast, so quickly, and why is it doing so well? The answer is simple. I use HostGator.com to keep the thing cranking along. They've got a 45-day money-back guarantee, which is great. I used their free website builder to get the site up because it's ideal for WordPress. It's just what I use. They've got 4,500 templates and a free e-commerce plugin as well and 24-7 support, which we love, right? We love that. I bug the hell out of them. They always get back to me. So I've got you 30% off along with $100 in free AdWords credit. To grab it, just go to hostgator.com forward slash Nathan, but you got to do it now. Again, hostgator.com forward slash Nathan. Back in 2015, what valuation did you take that capital at? That was uh, around, well, we don't disclose it publicly, um, but you standard multiple. This is know, just between like, you and me and my podcast audience. It's basically private. Sure, sure. Uh, you know, there's there's a standard dilution that uh, people look to when they raise rounds. So you, what, you it. sold like 15% of the company, something like that? Around that, yeah. Got it. And and how are, you know, I know how a SaaS company is modeled, but you're not pure play SaaS. Is it typically a right. revenue multiple or an EBITDA multiple or something else? Well, you know, for us, uh, an ad tech company will generally be on a net revenue. So you were kind of okay. asking about gross versus net. Um, so gross being the total advertiser billings, net being what we make after we pay the amount to publishers. But before, an, before an SG&A. Yeah. Well, that generally is the basis for just that number is the basis for, um, what your multiple will be. Uh, and then there's the game of like, we're growing super quickly. This is our past revenue is not representative of, sure. you know. Yeah. Just to be clear though, the reason I, I asked for clarification on net revenue, when I talked to a SaaS company like Ryan at Qualtrics, when he came on, when he talks about net revenue, he's actually talking about EBITDA. But when you're talking about net revenue, you still haven't added in your headcount expenses or any cost to run the business, right? I'm not talking about net income. I'm talking about uh, net revenue. So got uh, it. Got it. I misheard you. I heard net income. Sorry. Net revenue. Got it. Yeah. Um, good. That's helpful. Um, what do you, so, so you raised in 2015, that was two years ago. So one of two things is happening as we speak right now, you're either in the middle of selling the company or you're raising a <laughs> round of funding. Which one is it? Uh, I guess maybe unfortunately 
maybe. Uh, neither of those is true. Come on, so Eric. <laughs> we uh, are positive in a absolute income basis since we raised money uh, last. So, um, what do you mean no by need? absolute income basis? So, like everybody will do um, some sort of modifier to how they're positive. Uh, EBIT, EBITDA, whatever. Uh, I'm talking about after taxes, after all the deductions, after everything, uh, we've made money in the last two years. We've simply made money. Your bg uh, bank account has grown over the past yeah. two years. Um, and so we are not doing anything. Uh, so like any tech company, we entertain conversations with VCs. Um, but like I've said, you know, we're not in the business of trying to raise too much money. We're trying to have a healthy, sustainable business that is first and foremost uh, profitable. And so that's how we run the company. Uh, and that's what we've been for the last couple of years. So we've had companies come and, you know, try to buy us. And we've generally said no. What was the best offer you got? Uh, well, don't name the company, name the price. So it's, you know, the, the offer is always like based on the time of the company. Uh, so it's hard to say, you know, when you're a, a brand new company, an offer of like $20 million relative to the amount of effort that you've put in is, is great. Um, what's the best and, net revenue multiple offer you've gotten? What was that multiple? So I'll, I'll tell you every single time I, I'm, I'm sort of avoiding the question, but I'll get to it. Uh, <laughs> every single time. I like that had, you're honest. Yeah. And we've had a round of financing. Uh, we've had an acquisition offer at the same exact time. And it's been very frustrating uh, because it's made the decision even more acute about at this particular moment in time, do we want to take whatever this multiple is on revenue and end? Or do we believe that with this uh, round of financing, we can continue and make a huge company? And, and that's more than just the two rounds. So we did... Um, we started in an accelerator. And so really, even at that time, there was an offer from a you know relatively small company. Uh, then there was an offer. You're talking like a sub 5 million offer because you were pre-product, right? They just wanted the team at that point? Slightly above 5 million, but like okay. on that order of magnitude. Yeah. But still, like, you know, that's if you're meaningful. talking about net, inc- net income uh, uh, multiple, that's infinite. Yeah. So that was a pretty good one. Uh, then seed, A, et cetera. Like each time it's been a slightly higher multiple. Um, and so the series, did B you invite probably- that though, to drive competition, to get a higher valuation from the, you know, VC term sheet? Like, did you purposely put those against each other? No, that's the worst part. Like, uh, if, if we had done that, um, that would have been one thing, but we were in, in both of those, in every situation, we were simply trying to raise a VC round. And then we got an unsolicited offer to buy the company. And that makes the conversations just like so much more like, like heart wrenching in every direction. Cause it's like, are we going to real opportunity cost? Yeah. And it's like, man, are are we going to go for broke here or, or not? How old are you, Eric? How old am I? I'm 37. What are your, if you don't mind me asking, what are your personal expenses per month? Have you kept them really low or do you live a lavish lifestyle? Uh, (laughs) I have a wife that's, I've been very fortunate uh, who supports me. Um, so like now we're a 200 person profitable company and I make a market salary. Uh, but that was not the case for the first 
three to four years of the company, um, of which I was not married or engaged for the first two. Um, so for those two, that was like a, that was a ramen phase in my life. Yeah. yeah. Uh, you know, I had a little bit of like being a lawyer in savings. Uh, and I think honestly, there's a, there's, there's an increasing amount of literature about how being fortunate from a financial perspective is really determinative, uh, in terms of whether or not someone can be an entrepreneur. And, and I would buy that hundred percent. Would Linda kill you if over dinner tonight, you said we just turned down a quarter of a billion dollar, uh, acquisition offer from Salesforce? Uh, my wife would not be thrilled with me. Uh, if, if she heard me say that, <laughs> I'd have, I'd have a lot of explaining to do. All right, Eric, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, my favorite business book, hard thing about hard things. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying right now? Um, there have been CEOs that have been really, uh, good influences for me, uh, that I think are really smart. Uh, one of them is Josh McFarlane, uh, who started Telepart. Another um, who I work with really closely is Doug Knopper, who started Free Will. Uh, and those have been great influences in how I run the business. Number three, what is your favorite online tool for building your business? Um, I, I'm going to answer a slightly different question, which is that I've moved almost all of how I interact with my reports to uh, get off of the computer to be on the iPad. So I bought an iPad just for this purpose. And I use GoodNotes, handwritten, like pen notes uh, on the iPad uh, for everything. And it's really changed the entire way that I manage people. Hmm. Uh, number th uh, four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Uh, so I have a kid who is one. Wow. Uh, and so the answer is a lot fewer than I would like. How uh, many? Last night, probably five. Okay. All right. So situation is you're married, Linda, one kiddo, very young, about five hours of sleep. You're 37, right? I am. Last question. Take us back 17 years. What do you wish your 20 year old self knew? Uh, that he shouldn't go to law school. <laughs> there you guys have it from Eric. Do not go to law school. He launched his company uh, back uh, many years ago. One of our big deals like the MSN homepage, uh, specifically 2016 passed 50 million bucks in revenue, 2017 over 100 million, two thirds of that coming from programmatic. They've raised just 16.5 million. So Eric, obviously a pretty rational guy. Maybe that's the lawyer background, but company launched in 2012, again, growing barely rapidly, 2014 first year in market today, again, growing, doubling over the past 13 months. Eric, thank you for taking us to the top. Thank you. It's been great.